where just like that, when someone comes up and says something like, I am a God, everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was, a God. I just told you, that's who I think I am. But you said you were better than Kendrick, Drake, and Schoolboy Q. Yes. What made you say that? Why those three names in particular? Because I, <laughs> I feel that way. That's my truth. Like, I said those rappers in particular because I feel like they're the best. It's fall of 2013. Kanye West and Donald Glover are now in the midst of the most contentious press runs of their careers. While Kanye will go on to have an even more volatile relationship with the public in the coming decade, it is important to keep our context here, in 2013. Kanye has just declared on record that he is a god, and people are upset about it. Meanwhile, Donald Glover has begun his shift into making the case that he's not just an actor with some rap songs, but he's the greatest rapper out, Childish Gambino. These press runs for Yeezus and Because the Internet would hold similarities from the philosophy shared by these two musicians and go on to be used as tools by fans for years as ways of saying, look, he was right. Look, he called this a year ago. He called this five years ago. He called this eight years ago. And possibly the biggest similarity the two had of all is that Kanye West and Donald Glover had Charlemagne the God really, really confused. I mean, uh, but, yeah, but right. that made no sense to me because we all got a birthday. So I, I feel like he has a platform. You from being yeah, I feel like he has And let's be clear, it's two white people up for a Grammy this year. Iggy Azalea and Childish Gambino. I would much rather have Iggy win, win the award. Because if, if, if Childish wins, you think Kanye embarrasses himself when he goes on stage and tries to say some political deep shit? Childish Gambino gonna go up there and you gonna be like, boy, you gonna say I wish he was white. Y'all gonna be saying, hey, trade Childish for Iggy, please. This is something Kanye is all too familiar with, having his art and identity delegitimized throughout his career. As in his 2013 press run, possibly his biggest recurring themes of discussion were his cries of frustration of not being taken seriously in the fashion world, despite his 10,000 hours of dedication and qualification as well as his plea for people to hold themselves to a high self-esteem unapologetically. Dave, this is the reason why I did this, because creatives have got beat up my entire life. And there's moments where I stood up to drug dealers in Chicago and said, you can't have my publishing, come and kill me. Do whatever you're gonna do, but you're not going to bully me. You're not gonna to stop me because my mother made me believe in myself. No matter how many people tell me, stop believing in yourself. Stop saying what you can do. Stop affirming what you're gonna do and then, and then completing that in real life. That's the improper way to do it. I refuse to follow those rules that society has set up in the way that they control people with low self-esteem. Coming from a not-so-respected freshman album, a comedy special, and a successful recurring role on an NBC comedy, it was clear Donald Glover was undergoing a transformation as well. One we wouldn't fully understand for a few months after this October interview, until the December release of his most lauded album, Because the Internet. All of these moments crescendoed into one talking point that's been on my mind for eight years since I heard it as a high school senior. This one moment not only laid the path for Donald Glover's career, but has helped contextualize the complex philosophy of Kanye West. So why do you call yourself the son of Kanye, man? Because I am. Like, I didn't I, know I Northwest go, had a brother. I, <laughs> I'm, I can go where Kanye can't. Like Kanye talks about the glass wall, and he's right, man. It sucks. He's a genius to me. Mm -hmm. I think he can do 
amazing things for humans and they won't let him. I am the son of Kanye. Comparing yourself to the biggest artist in the world two months before your sophomore release is a bold statement. Almost as bold a statement as, I am a god. To break down this statement and the truth I believe it holds, we must first lay a foundation of what Kanye's achievements are and the struggles he still wishes to overcome, and how these successes have allowed someone like Gambino to arise from the new generation and carry the torch past Kanye's glass ceiling. The story of Kanye West is one of judgment from others casting doubt, believing in yourself, and defying expectations time and time again. In other words, Kanye does not want to be kept in a box. I mean, like, I always thought he was a genius. I love Kanye. I think he's, like, the, the best. Not even just, like, on music level, because I don't, I don't, I try not to just be, like, he's a musician or, like, he's a rapper or like that, because I think that's, that holds people back. I think he's just, he's one, like, he's like a prophet. When Kanye wanted to be a producer, he had to get someone to fuck with his beats. Once he became a producer, he had to jump on the table and declare, I can be a rapper too. At the time, this was much less of a commonality by today's standards, where it's more difficult to believe someone making beats would have such a difficult time being viewed as a rapper. People may think, isn't talent just talent? These are preconceptions that had to be knocked down by someone. Knocked down by Kanye. Once Kanye was finally accepted as the new hottest rapper, people told him, you can't be a fashion designer too. What's the date of the Yeezys? That's what people want to know. You know what Nike told me? You know what Nike told me when I asked him? What's that? We're not sure. That's they told me. I thought you controlled it. I guess. I, that's my whole point. All right, I get it. I get that's it. my whole point. I'm it. trying to, they be sunning me. The truth is, Kanye West would not be who he was at any of the points in his career if it were not for him believing in himself. Because if he didn't, no one would. As for Donald Glover, it was clear from his royalty mixtape that while there were some people from the rap world that respected him, in 2013, there was still not much of a pop ethos around him. It was likely he was not on Kanye's radar at the time. In 2013, Childish Gambino wasn't exactly the horse you'd place a bet on. But in hindsight, he was exactly who everyone should have had their chips placed on. Similar to Kanye's peer-defying, multi-talented career based around redefining himself time and time again, by 2013, Donald Glover had already been a YouTube comedy star, a sitcom writer, a lead actor in a comedy, a stand-up comedian with a network one-hour special, he had created a feature film accepted by Sundance Film Festival, and he was a rapper and DJ with 13 mixtapes and one studio album under his belt. Donald Glover was putting in the work. In 2021, Childish Gambino is a household name who is respected as both a rapper and an R&B singer. He has headlined Coachella, created an Emmy award-winning show, won a Grammy for Best Record of the Year, and has even become the symbol of kids' childhoods as Simba and Lando Calrissian. And apparently, it's only going to be up from here. And possibly, most prominently, he grabbed America by the neck with his 2018 single, This Is America, a music video with three quarters of a billion views. A video he dropped while in the middle of hosting Saturday Night Live as the host and musical guest of the same show. 
As a senior in high school, this 2013 era of Kanye and Gambino taught me a lot about the world, from self-esteem to racism and classism. And I waited until the day Kanye West would publicly acknowledge Donald Glover to make a song together, at the very least say his name. Donald Glover is a free thinker. According to Kanye West, what makes a free thinker? In my opinion, the biggest similarity between Donald and Kanye's thinking is that they both believe in using their self-awareness to navigate through the world and push further towards what they want. I don't want to be niche. I think that's so lame. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many artists who come out now who are just like, they're like, these are this is my audience, and I'm just gonna make stuff for them, and <laughs> that's it. I'm like, nah, that's not a conversation. Mm -hmm. I want to be way bigger than that. Like, like I said, I don't sit there and be like, well, forget what everybody thinks, because I'm like, nah, the world exists. Right. You gotta make stuff for everybody. While Kanye was frustrated, he was putting in all the time and dedication in the world he needed to be qualified in the world of fashion. The cultural zeitgeist and corporate world around him didn't let him through the gates. And yet, he persevered until one day his brand Yeezy would make him a multi-billionaire. During his journey, some people told him he should stop caring so much. And others told him he was asking for too much, overthinking it, and that he should just do it himself. Now who's gonna be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment? Or why don't you empower yourself and don't hmm. need them and do it yourself? How fact, sway. You take a few steps back to go. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. Kanye being self-aware about his talent made him believe everyone was wrong, and it shouldn't be so difficult for him to get co-signed, to be invested in. Ye believed that this wasn't only limiting to his own artistic goals, but it would be a precedent negatively set on what all black people could do and what kind of gates may be put in front of them creatively. In America, our money is only 4% black wealth. In America, there are 724 billionaires, but only 7 of them are black. In America, the median household wealth of a black family is projected to reach zero by 2053. And in America, Kanye believed that if someone as culturally influential, qualified, and innovative as himself couldn't get a seat at the table, what hope would there be for any black free thinkers to do what they want, without being first looked at with a label? It, it's no one saying that to these, to, to kids that look like me, or to anyone that looks like me. We've had this conversation just wanting this snowboard when I was 12, but yeah. someone saying, oh, that's white people shit, black people don't do that. Yeah. No, you don't do that. Don't put a damper on me and tell me what I can and can't be just because of the way everyone else was, that's my same color. Guys, especially black guys, are Absolutely. so many like boxes. I know niggas scared to try on different jeans. <laughs> To be, you know, like when I'm out on the street and I'm trying to get a taxi, mm -hmm. I want people to come up and be like, aren't you Donald Glover? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, why are you out here? I can't get a taxi. I want people to right, know. To see. <laughs> but if I was white, they'd be like, oh, he's from Brooklyn. He just bought something in Williamsburg. They're right. a nice guy. They're like, it's, a diff it's just perception. Everything's a package. Donald's experience has been that as a black person, he is always looked at as a type of person with set expectations placed by those around him. He never gets to exist with a blank slate when he meets people. You know, not having people label you and put you in those boxes, even though you are a black male, can't you just say to yourself, I'm just a human being? Oh, a I, being? I say that to myself all the time. I, I definitely, I see myself that way, but like, it really isn't about who 
I mean, about how I see myself. I mean, like, I know I'm very censored about that kind of thing, but like, I I live in the world. Right. Like, and like, uh, automatically, people are gonna look at you gonna and look at me different. Like, I'm judge. Not, Anybody who's just being like, I am who I am, and that's all that matters is like, man, then you can't be progressing. Can't leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> when Charlemagne called Because of the Internet a white rapper's album, he was pigeonholing Donald's artistic expression as a black artist. As a black male, if you like anything that's not like considered like quote unquote like street or hood, like someone's yeah. like, what's wrong? Right. I was already, I was getting picked on already, like where I was. For what? Well, being like just, you know, just people just call. Me, I, I was just a weird black. I, not even a black. Like if I was white, it yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. But I was black and yeah. liked corn. Yeah. So kids just like picked on me. It was really? Weird. Yeah. And let's be clear, it's two white people up for a Grammy this year. Iggy Azalea and Childish Gambino. Can't you just say to yourself, I'm just a human being? At the time, many viewed him as a rapper for white hipsters. Many thought of him as an L.A. comedian or a New York writer. In his stand-up, he expresses that as a black kid, there were pressures to act a certain way. Because I'm a black nerd, and that was illegal until like 2003. Like, you know, I remember I was like the only black kid at my school for a while. Like, I was the only, I remember I went to a white school, and I was like, oh, I don't really uh, like uh, rap music. I really enjoy the soulful stylings of the cranberries. And they were like, nah, man, you like sneakers, and you like rap music, and you go, tell us which one you like. I was like, oh, you're hurting me, Steven, you know? But the truth is, Donald wasn't a white L.A. comedian. He was a black man raised in Atlanta who just happened to have a certain set of interests. And he wanted to use these interests to forge many different artistic goals and careers. But at the time, all anyone saw him as was Donald Glover, the comedian with a whack rap album for white kids. The only way to break out of this mold was to continue to defy expectations by staying true to himself and doing things people thought he wasn't capable of constantly redefining himself. People thought he was only a comedian, he showed them he's great at rapping. People thought he was only a rapper, he showed off he was great at singing. People think he's just a musician, he reminds them how good he is at writing. Donald claims that leaving a well-paying network TV show to become a rapper would be the worst idea ever. Like I've never, like every rapper I talk to is like, oh I want to do this, I want to do that. Like they're usually artists who want to do a bunch of stuff. You know, like, I, I don't think any rapper wants to be just a rapper. Like, you exactly what I did in music, I want to apply to product, I want to apply to education. This is what my company Donda is about. You gonna see I'm better than Ralph Lauren. You gonna see I'm gonna be bigger than H&M, bigger than Louis Vuitton. And you do realize that's not why we love you. We love you because of the music, bro. You gave us that feeling with albums like College Dropout, Graduation, Late Registration. We don't care about your designing sneakers and clothes and all that. That means nothing to us. Yeah, no. Yeezys do mean something yeah, to the culture. Not yeah. more than the music. Angela Yee explains to Kanye and Charlemagne that after seeing the Yeezus live performance, she was able to understand and appreciate the album to a higher degree, appreciate it as higher art, an entire world that you enter into, and not just an album you listen to and forget. Similarly, Donald explains that he doesn't want to create albums, he wants to build worlds. Because, when you just make an album, kids will listen to it, forget, and move on, because of the fast pace of the internet, and you need to make something for people to latch onto for a while. Two months later, Donald would release one of the most extensively extraneous albums ever with Because the Internet, a project that exists as a hip-hop album paired with an accompanying fictional screenplay, two short films that serve as a prologue, 
as a live tour that served as performance art, which was accompanied by its own app for the audience to use and interact with the show, there was a video game trailer, as well as a slew of music videos with a continuous storyline, and even a follow-up EP, all of which culminating together to tell a story and reflect our current society back to us and have a conversation about our new technological internet age and the implications of living online. So looking back, why did Donald Glover have the confidence to say he was the best rapper out in this interview? That's why. He knew what he was sitting on. He knew what people were about to see. Donald believes that he is the best rapper out because he is making exactly what he wants to make. In other words, he is living up to his own artistic aspirations. And if Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q are living up to their aspirations, in his opinion, they should think they are the best rappers too. If this is sounding familiar at all, let me remind you of this. But you're not going to bully me. You're not going to stop me because my mother made me believe in myself. No matter how many people tell me, stop believing in yourself. They wanted to take away the stigma of being your own biggest fan, of loving yourself. And yet, in an even more nuanced moment, I find it interesting to examine how Donald handled the boasting of another rapper. What do you think of the control verse? <laughs> oh, the control verse? I thought it was really good. I thought it was, I thought it was dope verse. Like, but I didn't think there was any real beef in it. Yeah. Like, it was weird. Like, I just saw the way that people reacted, and they're like, he's going at everybody. It's just like, it's yeah. not real beef. Like, no one died. Like, <laughs> like not, like, I, and I, I, you know, I think Kendrick is the best lyricist right now, honestly. So, but, I, but yeah, I didn't see what everybody saw about, like, being like, oh, he's going at people. But I guess that's a headline. I just, I think people are smart enough to know, like, that's a headline that people click on as opposed to, like, being like, he's going at everybody. We're kind of relying on you guys to be smarter now. <laughs> We're kind of relying on you to be smarter now. How often do we have artists or corporate executives relying on audiences to be smarter? For Donald, that means not falling prey to obvious clickbait headlines, and being more willing to dive deep into a world like Because the Internet, to spend time and critical thought with an art piece. For Kanye, that means believing in his vision, and letting him make something different like Yeezus. In its opening track, the album starts with the most aggressive way possible, on site. Until, there is one moment where Kanye shows us he knows what he's doing, and he could make exactly the album we want. Instead, what Kanye is doing is showing us he wants to give us what we need, something new, and not what we want, something familiar. Kanye and Donald are expecting us to be smarter now. While Yeezus functioned as a rebellious protest album, abrasively throwing our expectations for Kanye back in our face, and calling out the control that corporations and products have on us. Because the internet served more as an intimate invitation into Donald's introspective existential world, as a way of saying that maybe we all feel that way too. Maybe, if we were more honest, we would learn from each other and not feel so alone. And did you hear the laughter he got talking with a crowd? This feels less like a fan frantically questioning a celebrity and more like a group of friends hanging out in the park, 
The truth is, Donald has always been able to speak with intention and a level of calm, unthreatened mutual respect that makes it so easy to take in his words. I wanted to do a thing where I wanted to uh, translate Kanye. For, for us, for the audience. Yeah, 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 for the audience. It's like, he speaks in like, you know, these terms that are really, like Chinese. he speaks in concepts more so, I think. Yeah, yeah, right, so yeah. yeah. But I thought, I thought. Gerard Carmichael jokes that Kanye needs a translator because Kanye speaks in high level, non-media trained, metaphorical tangents that most people don't have the patience to decipher. Who was that? A Disney. Yeah. Character. Oh, Von Schweetz. Yeah. Did, how did he compare himself to Von Schweetz? <laughs> he said, because if you've seen Wreck-It Ralph, Yes. She like is it she's the glitch. Mm -hmm. Kanye says I'm the glitch. He's the glitch. We're going to decode that right now. Yeah. When most people heard Kanye call himself a god, the modern day Disney, they heard an arrogant jackass and not someone who simply believed in himself and was self-aware of his influence. Kanye's inability to communicate his ideas to the masses will always hold him back, and even after confirming all of his abilities to us with his billionaire status, he will always be cast with doubt by the public. But if it were not for stonewalling through the public rhetoric with his extreme self-confidence, the glass ceiling would not have been broken for someone like Donald Glover to come in and be permitted to be the multi-talented superstar we have today. And it is because of figures like Donald Glover who can express his ideas approachably and prove time and time again that he can do anything he puts his mind to, that now it is essentially a prerequisite for young creators to have multiple talents. And past the Because the Internet age, Donald and Kanye continue to have artistic similarities. Like Yin and Yang, Childish Gambino's 31520, a beautiful album with a rollout as minimalist as its blank white album cover, would later be paired well with Donda, Kanye's most hectic album rollout yet, represented with its album cover's Black Void. Despite their successes, there are still things they are both held back from. Kanye has had failed TV shows and still fights for creative freedom. Donald and Steven Glover were supposed to pen an animated Deadpool series for FX until it got pulled. Donald was talking about creating Atlanta for FX back in 2013, and now, nearly 10 years later, we only have two seasons, with season 3 finally coming out soon. But nonetheless, Donald and Kanye keep marching forward. When Pitchfork and The Needle Drop gave Camp less than a 3 out of 10, they were essentially pronouncing his career dead before it hit liftoff. When critics called Because of the Internet lyrically unimpressive or conceptually heady and pretentious, they missed the hours and hours of deep philosophy it has to offer about modern day consciousness and human connection. Thank God Donald Glover didn't let others tell him he's untalented, tell him he's white, tell him he's only a writer, only an actor only a rapper. Thank God Donald Glover didn't need someone to tell him who he is, because he already knew what he was capable of. The truth is, Donald Glover wouldn't be who he is at any point in his career if it were not for him believing in himself. Because if he didn't, no one would. Back in October of 2013, Donald was asked, You say you're the son of Kanye. What does the son of Childish Gambino look like? Here's what Donald had to say. I just hope that he doesn't feel sad about who he is. I feel like the son of me doesn't have to worry about that. I look at Kanye like Stephen Hawking. He's one of the brightest minds of our generation. But because he's a black rapper, he's put in a box. 
like when he was screaming about Justin Timberlake getting 15 minutes to perform, even though Kanye has more Grammys than Michael Jackson. That frustration lives in me. And I don't have the same level of frustration, because I can do more than him. I'm a little better, because people don't look at me as a rapper, and my skin is lighter, and people aren't as threatened. And Kanye has this wealth of knowledge, but people stop him because he's an aggressive black male. I can go a little further. I can have the show. I can do the music. I understand how textures work in music. I can go a little further. I want the son of Childish to not even have to face those challenges. From Tall Skeleton, this has been Zane Barry. Have a nice night. Consider supporting us on Patreon below.